What's going on, guys? Matt Wyke here with Jimmy Mentis, another episode of Fit Business. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are enjoying the content. I know Jimmy and I are both excited every week to, to turn the mics on, turn the cameras on, and, and get things rolling. Uh, so what's new, Jimmy? Anything new? You know, every day something's new. The thing is, do you actually want to hear it? Do people want to hear it? I mean, there's there's crazy things going on. There's great things going on. Um, I just see there's a lot of movement in the supplement industry. That's I think that's interesting because we see it on a daily basis. People who aren't you know deep into the industry, they don't get to see kind of the day to day changes and and the different new opportunities, you know, doors that are closing, how, how do you have to pivot new things that you have to come out with, how to reinvent your brain and stuff like right. that. So I think it's, it's super exciting and, and interesting at the same time of, of the evolution of each business, because every day it's, it's something new. And I think that's why we really wanted to talk about this topic. And I know myself personally, I respect the hell out of you. And I have for Thanks. many years, and so I think it's important for people to understand, you know, who Jimmy Mentis is and, <laughs> and, and, but not on that deep of a level, cause we don't, <laughs> want, to to, we don't want to go that deep, but we want to, we want to touch on the business side of things. Like what, what goes on in your head to make you wake up every morning and do what you do, like based off of the things that you've done in the past and to where you got to in the future. Because for me personally, I feel like so many people are focusing on the negativity and, and the negative side of business these days. And it's just because they're looking for things. And you don't see the news covering you know companies or people that are doing these great things. It's, it's always negative. And I like to tell people this, you know, the example of, let's say you're at a baseball game. You see the beer guy walking up and down the aisle how many times? And if you go multiple times during the season – you'll see a hundred plus times of that dude walking up and down those steps. You see him exchanging money, same way business does with customers. But then that one day the dude bumps into somebody, and he drops all of his beer. I guarantee that's the only time that you're going to remember what happened with that guy. And it's the same thing with, if you're opening doors for people, it only takes that one person to not hold the door for you. And then you're like, man, that guy was an asshole. I can't believe that he just closed the door on me. All the other people who opened it, who you thanked, you never think twice about. You know, so, that, you know that example, I don't want to interrupt you, but the, that example with the beer guy is a really good example because I i don't drink beer, right? I, I don't drink, period. And that actually happened. And the guy dropped the beer, the whole thing, and I, that's when I realized he was in front of me. Yeah. That's, that's just it. I mean, we see stuff go on in our daily lives and we never pick up on it. Right. And, you know, and I don't want to harp on the negativity side of it, but it's it's that one thing that triggers us that happens that's not good that sets it apart from all the other experiences that, that we've gone through. So, you know, I want the listeners to kind of think about that and sit back and go, you know what? I really don't remember. Like you just said, I don't remember that guy really going up and down. Yeah, I, I know. I heard him, you know, hey, cold beer, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then when that dude dropped it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then two seasons later, you still remember, hey, that's the guy who dropped that beer when we were here last. Right, right. So, you know, I think it's the same with business. People are always looking for, you know, Sears is going out of business. Uh, uh, Toys R Us business. It's always the negative. Always the negative. It's, it's yeah. not the buildup of, of how big right. Toys R Us got or how big Sears got before they, you know, basically went away. Right. So I think it's important to look at all the good that people are doing in the industry. And, you know, with the fit business community, we have so many people who are business owners. We have, you know, supplement retailers. We have people who own their own supplement brands. We have people who aren't even in our industry who, you know, they're fascinated by the things that go on. It's kind of like the 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 circus freak with the bodybuilders and stuff like that. You have people of all walks of life. They might not understand why is that dude walking up in underwear posing with oil? Like I don't get it, but it's interesting. I want to watch it. Um, it's the same with business. So Obviously, your background, you were a fantastic uh, soccer player, you know, a mediocre bodybuilder. <laughs> but but no, in, in all seriousness, no, though, uh, I mean, you were an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Uh, you, you, you know, you looked amazing. Thank Again, you. I don't have anything behind me. With we're going to work on that. 
you on it. So I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to try and figure something out about that. Uh, but, you know, eventually all good things come to an end. So you decided one day, hey, I'm, I'm going to hang up the trunks. I'm not going to get on stage anymore. I'm going to retire from the sport. I'm not going to get out of the sport or the industry, mm-hmm. but I'm going to shift what I do. So can you tell us what, what actually got you in the mindset of it's my time? I need a change. Well, you know, it's funny because um, I, in my head, I still haven't retired. Okay. I still have one more in me. (laughs) Okay. So, and every time I get a good pump, I'm like, that's it. I'm going right. And then three days later when I'm all sore and hurt, I'm like, nah, this ain't going to work. Right. So, but, um, I retired for the I retired for the most craziest reason that anybody could think of. I, my friend, got tired of eating. I was up to a point. <clears throat> my off season was 295. I, I was up to 325. I used to guest pose at 295, 300, and had abs, man. I I was that guy. I mean, if you if you allow me to, to to just talk to you, you know, open. I was that guy who did everything right to be the best. Okay, I didn't win the Olympias or or do the Olympia, but that but I made a full blown career out of it. Um, and I ate, drank, slept, bodybuilding. It was my passion. It still is my passion. But I had, when I found that formula of gains for me, and I realized that my my setback was not enough food, I just started growing. I I had that fast metabolism that I realized that I wasn't eating enough. And then when I tapped into that, I was eating close to six to 7,000 calories a day. I went into the Arnold Classic in 2001, okay, at 275, eating almost 10,000 calories, which was my last show. Um, I was done. And you know how everybody competes? We're all competing, right? We're all eating, sitting around the hotels like, oh, man, I can't wait till it's over so I can eat. I was just the opposite. It was like, you know, where are we going to go eat after? I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I just want maybe a Diet Coke or a 7-Up, and I, I just don't want to eat. And that was my also my setback of to why I didn't get the results. You know how you get that rebound effect after a show? I didn't get that because I would go weeks days and weeks with one meal a day if i would do that like i would do a show and not eat for two three weeks maybe one meal a day maybe maybe because i just i just got sick of eating you ever see that little kid that's just eating and his mother's like eat and he's just storing all the food here (laughs) (laughs) that was me you know that was me but i knew that's what i had to do and i set out to do what, you know, what I love to do. And I did, I did what I needed to do. So when I decided to, to, to retire and I, I use that word loosely, right? Cause I really didn't retire. I just, I walked away f- for some time. Okay. And you know, I, time, time flew. And then I got into the supplements. Um, and the reason why I got into supplements is, is I understood I understood how the body worked. I understood how um, muscles grow. I understood how the pancreas works with insulin levels. I knew digestion. I just knew the way the body functioned. And and back then, supplementation wasn't big. I mean, I mean, there was creatine. I think uh, Bill Bill Phillips. I mean, was big back then with EAS, and he had the phosphagen. Right. You know, and we took the phosphagen and within a week we're up 15 pounds, you know, we're all <laughs> water. but right. again, we, it, I got into that, the whole supplement thing. So, and it was part of 
it, I was still around it. I was still around, you know, the, the, the bodybuilding gym scene, right? And I, I didn't know a lot. It was all trial and error. I mean, it still is trial and error. You know, if, if, if I ever sat down to, and told everybody or anybody that I know everything, you know, it's, it's a lie, you know. But what I did do is whatever I set out to learn, I learned it the best way I could and with detail. So <clears throat> what was your actual why for creating your supplement brands? Was it because you had this information and you knew that you could help people by bringing supplements to the market that would solve some of their issues, whether it's digestion issues or uh, not being able to you know, put on uh, enough lean muscle mass or whatever the case may be. Obviously with, with you know, beauty fit, you have the beauty bum where women are trying to smooth right. their skin and reduce uh, you know, fat, you know, at their glutes, but, their thighs, their hips, stuff like that. Like, what was your why? Yeah, but that product also came from my past. So my why, my why was out of 20, I don't even know how many years I competed, 28 years, I never had an endorsement deal. Never. Even though I was on covers of magazines, even though I was in multiple hundreds and hundreds of covers and, and inside of, of magazines, I toured. I toured a lot. I guest appearances. Everybody would ask me, what am I taking? What am I taking? You know, what supplements do I take? And I would tell them. I remember back then, you know, John Perillo was a mentor of mine, okay, with the cap mm -hmm. try. And, you know, that's, you know, that was one. He was the first booth I worked at two weeks off the plane from Greece at the Arnold mm -hmm. Classic, right? Amazing guy. Great, supp great supplements. But then you had the Twin Labs, right? You had the Rip Fuel. You had the, uh, um, was that the the protein? Um Anyway, you know, the gainer's fuel and, and, uh, and all that stuff. So when, when I retired, I was still on the road. I still had appearances. I, you know, I spoke about my personal experience. And people were like, well, you know, what did you take? What are you taking? Even during my career. And I said to myself, let me focus on the bodybuilding side and the nutrition. And then, you know, now that I'm coming to the end of, you know, not eating the 10,000 calories a day, maybe I can create a product or a brand, all right? But I was one of the first, believe it or not, this, this is how, this is how my first supplement product started. In 1997, Candy Moro in Spain created Fitform. It was, it was like a, a FIBO but it was in Spain, okay. invited me to go and hang out at his booth. He had a magazine back then. And I didn't want to go empty-handed. And I had, a, I had a formula that I used for my fat burner, okay? Um, but back then, there wasn't Whole Foods. It was, a, it was a store called Wild Oats. And I went in there. And they had ingredients. I'm going to try to keep this short, the story short, but it's interesting because this is how this is how entrepreneurship starts, right? Right. So, so there were in, in Wild Oats here in Florida, they were um, they had a, a, a spot that you can get ingredients in bulk with a scoop. Yeah. Right? So I went in there, and I found my guaranas. I found you know my yohimbis. I found all that stuff. And I put it in in in, um, in the little bags, and I would get the little bag of uh, clear clear uh, capsules, and I'd go home, you know, like like a drug dealer, right? And I <laughs> and I would I would fill them up, and sometimes I wouldn't even fill them up. I would make the blend, and I would say, okay, teaspoon, boom, down and go, and go train. So when that time came, and I was invited to go to Fitform, it was like six months ahead. I went to a manufacturer here in Florida and I said, I have a formula, not knowing, I'm telling you, not even knowing this industry, like the back end of it, right? And I said, I have this formula. I like to put it in capsules because I can't put it in capsules. And he, and he goes, yeah, I can do it for you. 
and I remember he only did 48 bottles and they cost me like 20 some dollars each. Okay. And I called it, I, I called it, um, it was a JM pro world. JM pro world was a, a, a corporation of mine and I called it the advanced lipocatabolic system, which ended up being the same formula under thin pill, which was a huge success and infomercial with Gunthy Ranker. Then we relabeled it under crunch time, another infomercial. I mean, this formula was amazing, right? But again, that's how it started. And then obviously I made some money and I'm like, oh, let me see what I can do here. And then this, then with the manufacturer, it was like, hey, you know, you want to expand on this. But here's how I started originally with the first capsules, the first 48 bottles. I used to teach spinning. Yes, spinning. You know, spinning? I, I saw the pictures, yeah. Okay. I had, it was, a, it was the original Planet Fitness. Now it's a chain, but back then it was just one, it was just one gym. And I had... I had access to 24, 25 bikes and I took the bottles and I would give these pills, these capsules to the girls before their spinning class. And they're like, Oh my God, what is it? What, what is this crap? What does this do? What does this do? And before you know it, I took a case to the front desk and we started selling it to the front desk. That's how it all started. That was the initial move I made to get into the supplement business. So were you all, did you always have this yes. entrepreneurial yes. mindset? Yes. I was the kid with the lemonade stand. <laughs> okay. Cause literally, literally I love the, I love the people who, who say, you know, entrepreneurs are born. No entrepreneurs are, you know, built, you know, off of time and experiences uh -huh. and stuff like that. So it's, it's always fun to see people who say, you know, I, I've always had that mindset versus people who are just like, I'm sick of working the nine to five. I got to figure out how to make this work myself. And then they, they get into the business that way. So, you know, I mowed, I mowed lawns every summer. I mowed lawns. I did the, I did the lemonade. I did the, the high C fruit punch. Um, you know, my father always said that I can have anything I want and he would always add to what I wanted, but I always had to come to him with something. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, if you're a business owner, you're going to understand what, what I'm going to say next. And that is when you own a business or, or you're, you know, an entrepreneur and you're constantly building things, you're, you're trying to perfect, you know, the perfect business model, you have your good days, you have your bad days. And, you know, nobody sees the bad days because a lot of people will put up a front, you know, they don't want to tell people, Hey, you know, times are bad thing. You know, times are rough, whatever the case may be. And, you know, we all hit these roadblocks in, in our business or our, our career. If you work a nine to five, maybe you're, you're stuck at a position where you're like, I can't get to that next level. You know, I want to get to the VP or I want to get to the president or I want to get to the CEO, but I just can't get past that spot. And you have that roadblock. So what roadblocks did you hit? And you can take it as far back as you want, or you can take it to, you know, recently or everything in between. It's up to you. I don't know how many roadblocks you actually had, but are there <laughs> any that really stick out in your mind that you, you literally were like, I don't think I can do it. You know, I don't think I can get past this point. Um, you know, in the beginning, I was at that point many times. Um, and, 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 and whoever's listening, um, this is something I, I'd like for them to actually take this in, in, uh, in full thought. It's how we see things. It's how we approach things. Every, there's, out of 365 days, Matt, 300 of them are bad. Okay. But, but here's the kicker. And here's, here's how I learned and I realized that it's how I approach things, okay? Oh, my life sucks. Oh, my life sucks. Oh, my life sucks. I can, I can think of so many re reasons why my life sucks, okay? I'm fat. I'm hairy. My life sucks, right? 
I just sold $50,000 worth of product. My life is great. All in the same day. You see what I'm saying? So, so it, it's, it's, the, it's our approach in life. And I did have the major hiccups. I had filed bankruptcy, you know, 15, 15 years ago. I lost my company. Um, I had brought partners up. I had brought partners on. And it just, they were, they were partnering with me. And it was, it's all my fault. I blame myself because I saw it coming. You know, I don't blame anybody. But what I did realize in how I got here was if I'm building a house, this house is always going to be building. I'm always going to build rooms and more rooms and more rooms. At never did I ever say that I'm going to build this house and I'm going to lock the doors and I'm going to sit in it because I tried that and I failed because I thought that I didn't need to evolve. And once I realized that it's all about evolving and taking the experience and learning and enjoying the journey, I, I made money and my company. See, here's the thing. I love money, but I'm not a greedy son of a bitch. Okay. I love the hustle. I do deals and I throw the invoices away. See what I'm saying? It's not like, oh my God, I just made all this money. It's like, wow, I just did this deal. Let's move on to the next deal. Okay. I thrive on that. And that's, and, and, and that's what got me into this, got me deeper into this industry is because you can never master it. Just like bodybuilding. You're never good enough. You can never be good enough. Same thing with our industry. I don't know about other industries. You know, I've, I've been in the restaurant business, which I grew up in the restaurant business. That's hell. But again, it's a game. It's a hustle. This to me, my friend, is an enjoyment. You know, you get you get your lawsuits because people see you make money and they come after you. And then you and then you also have customers saying, oh, my God, your products are amazing. Right. So and that all can happen all in the same hour. It's how we approach this. It's how we take this on. We can take it on like I'm going to die tomorrow, or we can take this on like, hey, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get past this. Sorry, I'll get past this. So before Beauty Fit, I don't know if you know. Before Beauty Fit, I was done. I was done with the industry, and. Beauty fit was the, you heard the stories about the napkin. Okay. The napkin. Okay. And we can bring Dan Solomon. Dan Solomon is a very good friend of mine. Okay. He's, he's more than a brother. He was there with the napkin deal. We were sitting at Starbucks, which we called Corp North. Okay. We had Corp South and Corp North. <laughs> and he met me for coffee because I wasn't doing anything. I had just gotten out of my other company and I was just sitting on my ass and I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And we were sitting and he goes, what the hell are you going to do, Jimbo? I'm like, I don't know. I was just, I was just throwing stuff around. Right. And all of a sudden I wrote something, I wrote beauty fit on a napkin and I put a block around beauty. And I said, I'm going to start a women's brand. Nobody has a women's brand. He goes, you're out of your mind. Nobody buys women's products. They all buy men's products because they're boyfriends. I said, because no one else has done it. No one else has created, a, not a brand, products just for women. You know, Lee Labrada, Labrada did it. He did, you know, um, was it a lean body for her, you know? But all it was, and, and no offense to, you know, to, um, to Lee, he just did smaller packets. It was a smaller serving. So once I got the name and I got the logo, I started with that fat burner, that advanced lipocatabolic catabolic system, which is, which is the, which was the thin pill, which was the crunch time 
now is the beauty fuel. I launched with beauty fuel with a 30 serve box punch outs. Made a thousand boxes, sold them out of the corner of my living room, and then I moved on. Now, here comes the beauty bum. Beauty bum, do you remember? I don't even know if you're old enough. You're still, you're still, you're still young. Do you remember the old Thymu case? No. See, man, you're young. I probably wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> It was an old thymu case that we used to get from France. It was a, it was a, it was an injectable. It was a suppository, and it was a cream that literally helped you burn fat and cellulite. It was powerful. All us guys in the eighties and nineties used it, right? But there was a, there was, a, there was an ingredient in there that had passed the percentages that allowed to import the product um, to the states. We somehow, some way got it, okay? Um, I used it. I freaking love it, especially my lower back. You know when you're just ripped, your, your, your glutes are ripped, everything's ripped, and you got that little thing hanging on the bottom of, of your lower back, right? I was that guy. I still am. I, I, now I have all over, but my lower back is still this fat now. So I took the concept, went, found the grandson of the formulator and obviously i couldn't use the same ingredients but i wanted to understand the concept of how this time you case worked so he explained to me the concept and i came back to the states and i formulated beauty bump so this beauty bump product, i don't want to get into the beauty bump because we're not here to talk about that but again whatever you see today has come from my past. The, the, the entrepreneurship, the hustle, the good, the bad, the ideas. You know, people, and I, and I want people to understand this. You got it. You have to use your past experience, good and bad, to move forward, especially in business, especially if you're an entrepreneur, and never, ever, ever give up. Not once, Matt, not once did I ever want to give up. I've been broke. But not once did I ever want to give up. Did I cry? Did I depressed? Yeah, sure. But I've always, always tried to get back up. I think it's important that, <clears throat> and I'll use myself as an example. I was always of the mindset, failure is not an option. And while I don't think any of us you know, want to say, hey, we failed at something. Failure gives us an opportunity to learn something. And I had to shift my mindset and my perspective of things because I was so gung-ho and, you know, I wanted to be perfect at everything. I wanted to have, you know, the perfect content. I wanted to have the perfect life. I wanted to have the perfect business. I wanted to, everything had to be perfect because I couldn't fail. And then somebody finally sat down with me and, and they said, Matt, you're, you're going to eventually burn out. And then what? I said, what do you mean? I'm not going to burn out. Like I'm, I just go, 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 go. That's how I am. And they said, well, what are you going to do when you fail? And I said, I'm not going to fail. I can't fail. Failure is not an option. And they say, yeah, but do you realize that you fail at something every day without thinking of it as a failure? Right. Right. And with, and, and subconsciously you, you learn from it and you make adjustments without seeing it as a failure, but failure is inevitable. It's it's going to happen anytime that you're you know pushing the limits of anything or trying to create things, be creative, um, you know, change behaviors, change lifestyles, change buying decisions, whatever the case may be. So you have to look at these failures as learning opportunities, and and for that reason, uh, you know, I had to shift my mentality to I'm okay with failure now. As long as I learn from that. And I think it goes back to what you said, where you take what you had in the past, what worked, what didn't work. You might look back and say, I failed at this, but at the time didn't realize that you actually failed at it. So everything I think needs to be taken 
under the microscope so that you can see the longevity of whatever it is you're trying to build, whether it's a business, your career, you know, with a company, you know, uh, a, a sports career, an athletic career, whatever the case may be. I think you need to take failure head on and figure out how to grow from it because that's what inevitably makes you better right. as, as a person, as a business. The, 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 the word failure, I, I kind of interpret it now as detour. Okay. And, 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 and one of the things that I, I realized and I don't do with, with beauty fit, see, I got to tell you beauty fit. I, and again, it's not like I'm promoting beauty fit, but beauty fit has been the landing ground for me. Like I landed, I landed and I was able to utilize all my past experiences to go forward for new experiences. And, and the reason why I say this is because every time something goes on with beauty fit, I look at the circumstance and I say, yeah, I've done this before, but I never turn around and say, yeah, well, this time it's beauty fit. Maybe it'll work. Uh-uh. If it didn't work for me in the past, I don't care how sweet the deal is. I will not touch it again. Like if there's different diff strategies, right? If there's a strategy that didn't work for me in the past, I'm not doing it. I don't turn around and say, well, this is different. That's like saying, that's like saying, it's crazy. Like, let's say you're married to a redhead, right? And go through a divorce. You're married 10 years. You go through a divorce. All of a sudden she comes back as a blonde and she's like, I've changed. No, you haven't. Okay. So so you can't, I, and that's the way I, I, I function. If it didn't work for me in the past, if relationships didn't work for me in the past, if strategies didn't work in the past, if my if my mental thinking, my thought process did, didn't work in the past, I don't do them again. I do new ones. I'm like, okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Because I'm learning more. I've learned more. And if, if someone's out there listening to me and saying, hey, you know, if you have an idea out there, don't listen to anybody when they say negative. Find someone who's, who understands where you're coming from because sometimes it's not the product, okay? Sometimes it's not the product. It's positioning it accordingly. What happened with BeautyFit once I launched? Who else came around? So many other companies, right? What happened? Where are they now? Because they did what they had done with their other brands, and that didn't work. Because you and I think different when we want to buy supplements. I don't care how any what anybody says. I have listened very closely to my to my customers, my female customers. All of them have become family. They have a you know. The beauty, my beauty fit customers have a, di a direct line to me, direct. And when I respond sometimes through my messages and my emails and, and they're like, this is Jimmy. They can't believe it. Because I have learned from my past. People want to do business with me. People want to do business with the person who is behind the company. That's okay. 100% true, yeah. Right. I've done it before. I've become, I was that freaking pro bodybuilder, and here are my employees, and here's my sales team. Go out and get me business. I failed in six months. I went out of business. And that's when I realized. So taking, my, taking all my mistakes and turning them into positive, not doing them again, but doing things different has allowed me to be where I am today and, and speaking to you and, and doing all, the, all this, this good stuff. So when I decide to start another venture, I never look at, how did I do that one? I start with a clean sheet of paper. You know, I think that's I think that segues into what I was going to ask next, 
Do you think you'll ever retire? Can you ever say that I'm no. going to sit back no. and take it no. easy? And Matt, I had, I've had six opportunities. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I will. I won't give you too much. <laughs> I've had There's six no taking it back now. I've I've take I have I've had six opportunities in the last two years to sell Beauty Fit. The last one was a month ago. I couldn't do it. I I couldn't do it. The deal was okay. The deal could have been negotiated accordingly. I if I wanted to put it this way, if I wanted the deal, I could have done the deal. Okay, I couldn't do it because I said to myself. What am I going to do next? First of all, they, they wouldn't allow me to even walk into a, a GNC or a vitamin world, a vitamin shop. Okay. They wanted me so far out of the industry. Okay. But what, what, what would I do? Right. You know? So I, I woke up the next morning when I made that decision. I, I talked to Tammy and I said, Let's do this. She goes, baby, I never thought you would do it. You would do that deal anyway. You know, and I got to tell you, I feel relieved. You know, so that's why I'm opening a gym now. <laughs> so I, I, let's talk about this then. Are you very goal driven? Do you do you have things written down or or up in your head that you're like, these are things that I have to do. They're non-negotiable. These are goals that I want to hit. Or are you the type of person who you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, let's just go, but without a specific um, direction? I used to be uh, – I used to have the goals. Now I, I, uh, I wake up every morning and I say, okay, let's go. Let's see what today brings me because my, my day brings me opportunities, mm -hmm. you know? And it takes me, sometimes it takes me down different avenues. Sometimes I meet people at Publix or a Starbucks. And next thing you know, I'm doing a different business, right? right. I, I have been very self-aware is that when I give myself goals, I get very tunnel vision. And sometimes that hurts me because I don't see to the side. I'm like this. And um, that has hurt me. So I, I wake up every morning and clear mind. And I go. So let me ask you this. And and you have the right to not respond. With Beauty Fit, obviously, it's a female-friendly, very specific brand. You brought on LSR for, yeah. the for the tanning aspect of it. So now you have the tanning. You have the supplements. You have the skincare line. The Beauty I Am. Fit. Was that ever a goal? To, to expand, go from supplements to I'm going to go to skincare, I'm going to go to tanning. Like, do you do you have like a checklist? Like, no, I, I want to get this. So, no. for instance, when when you uh, when you were talking to is her name Marilyn from yeah. LSR. Mm -hmm. So when when you acquired LSR, was that always on your radar that that's something that you wanted to do? Or was it you woke up an opportunity came to you that day? You and Marilyn spoke about it, and all of a sudden yeah. now LSR is under you. I, I never thought in my craziest thoughts that Beauty Fit would be so big as it is today. I'm a dreamer, okay, but I'm a realist. So, so I didn't even know I would have a skincare line. I, I mean, I, I didn't even know any products would be in Bed Bath & Beyond. Right. Yet alone just GNC, right? So... So I focused, but then again, as I went throughout my day, I'm a people person. I talk to people, I communicate, and 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 you know, um, I like I like people. So I met Marilyn at the about two years ago at the Border Clash. I'm in the beauty. See, I'm not in the supplement business. I'm in the beauty business. So when I decided to go into the beauty business. I'm in, I'm under every structure there is, right? I'm into the cosmetics. I'm into the lotions. I'm into the tanning. I'm into the clothing. I'm into supplements. Anything that has to do with the human body now, I'm in. I just thought it was a great fit. Marilyn's an amazing woman. She is so driven. She loves 
her brand. She built this baby by herself. And I love her to death. And I thought that I can provide and, and, and add value to, to that brand. And that's why she's doing amazing and she's, she's still going. And we, we, we're moving together. So the last thing that I want to do is, and it, it just came up, and I thought this would be a cool thing to do. So I just wrote down a couple of things. I'm going to give you one word, and I want you to respond back with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. It can be a word. It can be a sentence. Um, literally, you hear the word, just say what, say what you're okay. thinking. Relationships. Life. Trust. Hard to do. Character. Can I can I exchange that with another word? Sure. Dignity. Okay. Business. Fun. Supplements. Complicated. Good one. Health. Life. I already used life, right? You did, but you can use it again. Health. Health is life. Money. <sighs> Solution. Very, that's a good one. Beauty fit. <laughs> you better come up with something good here. <laughs> no, you know when when you say beauty fit, the literally the first thing comes out of comes to my head is passion. Last one, Jimmy Mentis. Real. I think you passed all those. Thank you, brother. <laughs> that's 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 all I got. That last thing was kind of I like the, that off off the cuff, just to see what you know where your head is with certain things. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, do you have any advice that you can give people? Obviously, we have you know a wide gamut of people that are part of the fit business community. Like I mentioned in, in kind of the intro, you know, we have people that are in the infancy stage with a startup. We have people that are you know, on their way to being part of an Inc. 500 company, uh, you know, whatever the case, you know, whatever the case may be, my, what, my, what advice can you give? My advice, my advice would be this, because I follow my own advice. Make friends and communicate with your friends and be transparent with your friends. See, and I'm going to give you an example. I don't negotiate deals anymore. Let's just say you were a buyer or you were interested in, in purchasing, you know, Beauty Federalis, our products, right? I'll say, Matt, how many stores would you like to go and where do you need to be on a price? <laughs> Isn't that at the end of the day what it boils down to? If someone's coming to me to carry Beauty Fit, I already have my answer. They're interested. Right. We're in business. What is business? Money. How can I make you, the buyer, or the company that you're working for, the stores that you're working for, successful? Not how much money you can make me. How much money can I make them? Because if I can make them money, I'm going to make money. And I think this is the biggest mistake many have and are doing. They think a buyer's going to come by or or customers or even customers right it's you want to offer them results and these buyers come by international you know buyers come come in and they're like jimmy i'm interested in 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 beauty fit what are your prices you know what where do you need to be right and if i can do it i'll do it there's 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 no negotiations with me you know so so that's my advice. Stop playing the freaking game. Be transparent. 
talk to each other as you guys are partners. You're in this together because at the end of the day, it's one pocket. It's literally one pocket. Because if they make money, they're going to come back and buy more. If they don't make money, you're gone. And I've learned that. And I've been doing that since day one with Beautyfit. I did with my previous brand. But, you know, obviously that's that's gone. But with Beautyfit since day one, you know, GNC calls me two months into Beautyfit. Hey, man, we, we're interested. Boom, up to Pittsburgh. Where you guys need to be? They're looking at me. We're all friends. You know, same thing with now with Vitamin World. All these guys. Where do you need to be? We're, let's do this together. This isn't a game. Right. That's my advice. Yeah, I think that ties in with a lot of the mistakes that, especially sales guys, or I shouldn't say sales guys, uh, sales professionals are doing today. And that's, they're always trying to think of the next thing to say to try and close a deal. Where if you would just shut up and listen, they'll tell you, you know, the answers that you're looking for. And from there, you just figure it out. That's it. So it, it, it's, it's very simple people try to overcomplicate it with all of these different pitches and well if they say this i'm going to say this and i have this you know this, these talking points and this deck that i have to follow and you know all of this stuff and it i think it's all a bunch of bs at the end of the day it's, it's exactly what you said mr customer you know what what is your problem what what problem are you having with your business and let me solve you don't have let this me solve your, yeah and let and me solve your problem exactly it's it's okay how can i help you solve that problem Oh, okay. You don't have this type of product, or you feel that uh, consumers don't want to pay that price point. Cool. How can we work on that? And it's it's a solving. It's just stop pitching. People people are too tied into not listening to what the person's saying when the answer is already there. They're they're too focused on because they're given this sales script that they have to follow by their sales manager. And okay, you know, you're going to start with this, you're going to talk, go with this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And, and it, again, it's what you said. It all comes down to money. Matt, where, do you, where do you have to be? How do you think Beautyfit has 87 products? Because I'm the genius who thought of them? No. I said, where's your problem? What do you need? He goes, yeah, you know what? We, 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 we need this product that does this, this, and this. Or can you make something like this under the Beautyfit brand? I said, I can probably make it better. Done. And what I did is... I gave it to them and I made more for myself. Yeah. I, I think that's another mistake. And and I would love to actually make this an entire topic for, for a show is where brands are going wrong today. And, and my biggest gripe is, and you know, people who know my background, I spent nearly a decade working with metrics before I started my own business. And that was, I didn't feel like the brand connected with the consumer. And they were launching products. A lot of them were Me Too products. And, you know, I'm not saying this to bash metrics. It's just I think a lot of brands, I could probably throw a whole bunch of people under the bus on this topic where they're not listening to what their consumers really want. They're coming out with products that, based off of the margins, are going to make the most sense for them. Right. And I think that's where, you know, not to toot your horn, I think that's where you find the most success because you're in the trenches. You're doing, you know, the the coffee with the boss man and all this stuff. You're talking to your consumers on a daily basis, Literally whether daily. whether it's social media, in person, at shows, text, messaging, whatever. And you're trying to gain that insight. Okay, you know, what's the next thing? What what problem areas are are my consumers finding themselves in and how can I capitalize on that? It's, it's the whole business model of how you created beauty fit because you found a niche that wasn't tapped into and you said, well, nobody believed in it either. We're going to do. Yeah. Nobody believed in it because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is impossible until it's not right. Right. But with, with that being said, I don't think I have anything else. I think I have a whole bunch of new topics that we could talk, talk about on future, (laughs) on future episodes. But uh, I don't have anything else to say. Obviously, I was grilling you today with a whole bunch of different questions. Do you have anything else to add that, that you want to touch on for the people I just, listening? I just you know, want whoever's listening to this, um, two things. Number one, um, enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Uh, you're going to have your bad days. You're going to have your bad moments. Thrive on it. It's crazy I'm saying this. 
thrive on your bad times. Um, and if anybody needs um, any, you know, any, I don't know, talks with me or wants to contact me, anybody can reach out to me if I can help in any way. I think, I think that'll be helpful. I know I've reached out to you numerous times over the last three years and saying, Jimmy, do you ever run into this issue? Do you ever have this happen to you? What, uh, you know, what did you do here? What would you recommend? And, and you've always shot it to me straight, whether I wanted to hear that answer or not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, nine out of 10 times, it's, it's the answer that we don't want to tell ourselves that we have to hear from somebody else, but we already know that answer. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So with that being said, you know, I appreciate all of you guys, you know, Jimmy and I truly love doing this show and I love providing it. value to you guys that, you know, you can take and apply. And, and that's the main thing. I think so many people will listen to this, but I, I really hope that you got something out of it that you can apply because I'm, I'm a big component of executing on ideas and, and thoughts that you have versus sitting on them and, and waiting for the right time because there's never a right time. So if you're on the fence of starting a business, you know, figure out how how you can actually put that into motion. I'm not telling you to quit your job and on a whim, you know, sell your home to start a business. Maybe you have to do a side hustle for a little bit. And again, this is all stuff that we can talk about, you know, on another episode. But if you guys have questions, like Jimmy said, let us know. You know, how did how did Jimmy transition from you know, bodybuilding to the business, which we got into. How did I transition from, a, you know, nine to five working for a supplement company to owning my own business? You know, if we can help you guys in any way, obviously we have the Facebook group, uh, Fit Business. If you go to Facebook, you just type in the search Fit Business. Our ugly mugs will come up with the big Fit Business in between. You know, join our community. There's so many people, like I said, supplement companies, supplement retailers, uh, business professionals, sales executives, I mean, you name it, they're they're there. We Great. have doc yeah. doctors, cardiologists. I mean, yeah. we have everything. It's such a cool community. Um, so, you know, if you have questions, feel free to post them in there as well. But with that being said, I got nothing left. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Jimmy, sign us out. Peace out.